Hey, welcome back. You heard the great news, right? Trump's getting indicted again. Ha ha. Tomorrow. Let's see here. 1.30. That's right now. It should be starting right now. Live Michael Cohen reacts to breaking news. Um, so anyway, yeah, thanks for 160K on my podcast. Y'all have great taste. Ha ha ha. And, uh, I'm on 24-7 indictment watch. Right now you're experiencing ASMR. It's a relaxation sounds of chicks, like 50 chicks. Uh, let's see what's up, what else is going on. Breaking new shocking evidence of Trump documents. I'm Ben Micellis from the Midas Touch Network, and this is a breaking news alert. We have been reporting here on the Midas Breaking. P.S. He's getting indicted. Follow for 24-7 of justice. Follow for 24-7 indictment watch updates. Okay, Trista, come on, man. ...network that Donald Trump's lawyers have been telling him to bring... ...reporting here Hello. on the Midas Touch Network that Donald Trump's lawyers have been telling him to brace for an imminent indictment by special counsel Jack nah, Smith nah. in connection with Jack Smith's ongoing criminal investigation into Donald Trump's theft of thousands of government records, and we are now learning why this appears More to be so imminent and why charges seem to definitely be very, very likely. A bombshell report from the Washington Post called Trump Workers Moved Mar-a-Lago Boxes a Day Before Justice Department Paid for Documents. New details including alleged dress rehearsal for moving sensitive papers show a focus on Donald Trump's instructions and intent. And if what is being reported in this article is accurate, and it seems to have very good sourcing, there are multiple smoking guns that special counsel 
Jack Smith now has. Let me give you the five key takeaways from this article. Number one, that Donald Trump had people move the boxes containing classified information just one day before the top counterintelligence officials at the Department of Justice arrived at Mar-a-Lago on June 3rd. Boxes were moved by two Mar-a-Lago employees, one that we've known before, Walt Nauta, who didn't know the specific timing when they were moved, another employee whose name was not identified in this Washington Post article, but his lawyer, John Irving, confirmed that this employee who has spoken with Special Counsel Jackson, who moved boxes the day before the top DOJ counterintelligence officials arrived at Mar-a-Lago. The boxes were moved June 2nd. The top counterintelligence officials arrived at Mar-a-Lago on June 3rd of 2022. This employee helped Walt now to move it. Didn't know what he was moving, unlike Nauta, who apparently did know, but did confirm right, that in investigation collapse. into Donald Trump's theft of thousands of government records. And we are now learning why this appears to be so imminent and why charges seem to definitely be very, very likely. A bombshell report from the Washington Post called Trump Workers Moved Mar-a-Lago Boxes a Day Before Justice Department Came for documents. New details including alleged dress rehearsal for moving sensitive papers show a focus on Donald Trump's instructions and intent. And if what is being reported in this article is accurate and it seems to have very good sourcing, there are multiple smoking guns that special counsel Jack Smith now has. Let me give you the five key takeaways from this article. Number one, that Donald Trump had people move the boxes containing classified information just one day before the top counterintelligence officials at the Department of Justice arrived at Mar-a-Lago on June 3rd. Boxes were moved by two Mar-a-Lago employees, one that we've known before, Walt Nauta, who didn't know the specific timing when they were moved, another employee whose name was not identified in this Washington Post article, but his lawyer, John Irving, confirmed that this employee who has spoken with Special Counsel Jack Smith, who moved boxes the day before the top DOJ counterintelligence officials arrived at Mar-a-Lago. The boxes were moved June 2nd. The top counterintelligence officials arrived at Mar-a-Lago on June 3rd of 2022, and the lawyer, John Irving, confirmed that this employee helped Walt now to move it, didn't know what he was moving, unlike now who apparently did know, but did confirm that this individual knew he was moving boxes. So that's number one. Number two, Donald Trump was holding dress rehearsals for hiding classified information <laughs> at Mar-a-Lago in the event that there was a search warrant executed at Mar-a-Lago or in the event that the Department of Justice issued a search warrant. They held actual dress rehearsals of how to hide classified material at Mar-a-Lago, according to sources in this article, and Donald Trump was the one who personally told those involved in the dress rehearsal which documents he wanted to keep, how he wanted to hide them, and stuff like that. So that is very big information right there. 
Number three, we know that witnesses have told Jack Smith that Donald Trump was keeping classified documents out in the open in his office in Florida, in Mar-a-Lago, that he would just keep these classified documents and frequently showed others these classified documents. Visitors, aides, people who should not have seen these classified records. Another main takeaway, point number four, that the uh, dress rehearsals that I've just talked about, that was actually mentioned and pointed out to a federal judge in connection with the Department of Justice's prior briefings. And so the connection point there, you may recall here on the Midas Touch Network that we've talked about how Donald Trump's lawyer, one of the lawyers representing him in connection with uh, his theft of these thousands of government records, Quit. Evan Corcoran had to turn over his notes about 50 pages of handwritten, very detailed notes because the federal court found the crime fraud exception applied. In other words, attorney-client privilege to keep these documents confidential did not apply because Donald Trump was using his legal representation to commit crime. So I believe it was in those legal papers where the Department of Justice successfully compelled the production of Evan Corcoran's legal notes is where the Department of Justice pointed out Donald Trump was involved in dress rehearsals and was using his lawyers and aides to help stage these dress rehearsals as part of his obstructive conduct. And the final, the fifth big takeaway from this Washington Post article is that the Department of Justice is focused on Donald Trump's crimes and obstructive conduct after the August 8, 2022 search of Mar-a-Lago by the Department of Justice as well. So the timeline here is even broader than anyone has previously suspected that Donald Trump has engaged in ongoing obstruction of justice even after the Department of Justice searched Mar-a-Lago in August 8th of 2022. And you may recall that we've reported here on the Midas Touch Network how other documents were found by Trump's lawyers uh, in other offices in Florida that Donald Trump kept and in other storage facilities and that there was an aide, for example, who had downloaded classified schedules from when Donald Trump was in office, how that was turned over to the Department of Justice back in December oh, yeah. of 2022. Let's just jump into this article quickly right. and show you from the source what is being said from the Washington Post article. Two of Donald Trump's employees moved boxes of papers the day before FBI agents and a prosecutor visited the former president's Florida home, it's really a resort, to retrieve classified documents in response to a subpoena, timing that investigators have come to view as suspicious and an indication of possible obstruction, according to people familiar with the matter. Trump and his aides also allegedly carried out a dress rehearsal for moving sensitive papers even before his office received the May 2022 subpoena according to the people familiar with the matter who spoke on the condition of anonymity to describe the sensitive ongoing investigation. Prosecutors in addition have gathered evidence indicating that Trump at times kept classified documents in his office in a place where they were visible and sometimes showed them to others these people said. It goes on to say, of particular importance to investigators in the classified document case, according to people with familiar with the probe, is evidence showing that boxes of documents were moved into a storage area on June 2nd, just before senior Justice Department lawyer Jay Bratt arrived at Mar-a-Lago with agents. 
The June 3rd visit by law enforcement officials was to collect materials responsive to a May 2022 grand jury subpoena demanding the return of all documents with classified markings. It goes on to describe how John Irving, a lawyer representing one of the two employees, confirmed that this other employee, not Walt Nauta, the other employee, moved the boxes. Here's a direct quote from the lawyer of this other employee who's not identified due to the sensitivity of the matter. Quote, he was seen on Mar-a-Lago's security video helping Walt Nauta move boxes into storage area on June 2nd, 2022. My client saw Mr. Nauta moving the boxes and volunteered to help him. The next day, he added the employee helped Nauta pack an SUV when former President Trump left for Bedminster for the summer. So helped also put documents in an SUV. Uh, it goes on to say on the evening of June 2nd, the same day the two employees moved the boxes, a lawyer for Trump contacted the Justice Department and said officials there were welcome to visit Mar-a-Lago and pick up the classified documents related to the subpoena. So brat the top counterintelligence officials and FBI agents arrived the following day, but they were told they can't look into any of the contents of it. So they basically moved boxes into the storage facility, told Brat and the FBIC they're here, but you can't look into it. Don't worry. There is no more classified information. On June 3rd of 2022, they handed over to the Department of Justice, Donald Trump's lawyers did, 38 classified documents. They signed an attestation under penalty of perjury stating these were all of the records that exist. There are no more classified records. That turned out to be a lie. On August 8th, 2022, the Department of Justice searched Mar-a-Lago through a valid search warrant and found over a hundred other classified documents, top secret sensitive compartmented information, and other major, major classified documents there. And we believe these documents relate to nuclear programs of foreign countries and foreign weapon systems as well. And now this new evidence that Donald Trump was holding these dress rehearsals to try to keep very sensitive documents for himself. Obviously, that goes to the intent element here. One final major takeaway here. The last time the grand jury in Washington, D.C. met where special counsel Jack Smith was presenting evidence was on May 5th. So a 20-plus day gap right now from the last time special counsel Jack Smith impaneled the grand jury. You put these pieces together, folks, and that's why we believe here that indictments are imminent and that special counsel Jack Smith has the goods. Thank you for watching. I'm Ben Micellis from the Midas Touch Network. Hit subscribe. We are on our way to 1.5 yeah. million subscribers. Check us out gonna, wherever you get audio podcasts. Subscribe to the Midas Touch podcast and check us out at Patreon. Hey Ben, didn't you know they're gonna they're gonna bust him tomorrow? The Justice Department is going to bust Diaper Donald tomorrow. Ben, they're all disqualified from office for
better not put the number. Jan 6, Insurrection. Smith that Donald Trump was keeping classified documents out in the open in his office in Florida and Mar-a-Lago that he would just keep these classified documents and frequently showed others these classified documents visitors aides people who should not have seen these classified records another main Takeaway point number four, that the uh, dress rehearsals that I've just talked about, that was actually mentioned and pointed out to a federal judge in connection with the Department of Justice's prior briefings. And so the connection point there, you may recall here on the Midas Touch Network that we've talked about how Donald Trump's lawyer, one of the lawyers representing him, in connection with uh, his theft of these thousands of government records, Evan Corcoran had to turn over his notes, about 50 pages of handwritten, very detailed notes, because the federal court found the crime fraud exception applied. In other words, attorney-client privilege to keep these documents confidential did not apply because Donald Trump was using his legal representation to commit crime. So I believe it was in those legal papers where the Department of Justice successfully compelled the production of Evan Corcoran's legal notes is where the Department of Justice pointed out Donald Trump was involved in dress rehearsals and was using his lawyers and aides to help stage these dress rehearsals as part of his obstructive conduct. And the final, the fifth big takeaway from this Washington Post article is that the Department of Justice is focused on Donald Trump's crimes and obstructive conduct after the August 8th, 2022 search of Mar-a-Lago by the Department of Justice as well. So the timeline here is even broader than anyone has previously suspected that Donald Trump has engaged in ongoing obstruction of justice even after the Department of Justice searched Mar-a-Lago in August 8th of 2022. And you may recall that we've reported here on the Midas Touch Network how other documents were found by Trump's lawyers uh, in other offices in Florida that Donald Trump kept and in other storage facilities and that there was an aide, for example, who had downloaded classified schedules from when Donald Trump was in office, how that was turned over to the Department of Justice back in December of 2022. Let's just jump into this article quickly and show you from the source what is being said from the Washington Post article. Two of Donald Trump's employees moved boxes of papers the day before FBI agents and a prosecutor visited the former president's Florida home. It's really a resort. 
to retrieve classified documents in response to a subpoena, timing that investigators have come to view as suspicious and an indication of possible obstruction, according to people familiar with the matter. Trump and his aides also allegedly carried out a dress rehearsal for moving sensitive papers even before his office received the May 2022 subpoena, according to the people familiar with the matter, who spoke on the condition of anonymity to describe the sensitive ongoing investigation. Prosecutors, in addition, have gathered evidence indicating that Trump at times kept classified documents in his office in a place where they were visible and sometimes showed them to others, these people said. It goes on to say, of particular importance to investigators in the classified document case, according to people with familiar with the probe, is evidence showing that boxes of documents were moved into a storage area on June 2nd, just before senior Justice Department lawyer Jay Bratt arrived at Mar-a-Lago with agents. The June 3rd visit by law enforcement officials was to collect materials responsive to a May 2022 grand jury subpoena demanding the return of all documents with classified markings. It goes on to describe how John Irving, a lawyer representing one of the two employees, confirmed that this other employee, not Walton Outa, the other employee, moved the boxes. Here's a direct quote from the lawyer of this other employee who's not identified due to the sensitivity of the matter. Quote, he was seen Shocker. on Mar-a-Lago's security video helping Walt now to move boxes into storage area on June 2nd, 2022. My client saw Mr. Nauta moving the boxes and volunteered to help him. The next day, he added the employee helped now to pack an SUV when former President Trump left for Bedminster for the summer. So helped also put documents in an SUV. Uh, it goes on to say on the evening of June 2nd, the same day the two employees moved the boxes, a lawyer for Trump contacted the Justice Department and said officials there were welcome to visit Mar-a-Lago and pick up the classified documents related to the subpoena. So Brat, the top counterintelligence officials, and FBI agents arrived the following day, but they were told they can't look into any of the contents of it. So they basically moved boxes into the storage facility, told Brat and the FBI, see, they're here, but you can't look into it. Don't worry. Mm -hmm. There is no more classified information. On June 3rd of 2022, they handed over to the Department of Justice, Donald Trump's lawyers did, 38 classified documents. They signed an attestation under penalty of perjury stating these were all of the records that exist. There are no more classified records. That turned out to be a lie on August 8th. 2022, the Department of Justice searched Mar-a-Lago through a valid search warrant and found over a hundred other classified documents, top secret sensitive compartmented information, and other major, major classified documents there. And we believe these documents relate to nuclear programs of foreign countries and foreign weapon systems as well. And now this new evidence that Donald Trump was holding dress rehearsals to try to keep very sensitive documents for himself. Obviously, that goes to the intent element here. One final major takeaway here. The last time the grand jury in Washington, D.C. met where special counsel Jack Smith was presenting evidence was on May 5th. So a 20 plus day gap right now 
from the last time Special Counsel Jack Smith impaneled the grand jury. You put these pieces together, folks, and that's why we believe here that indictments are imminent and that Special Counsel Jack Smith has the goods. Thank you for watching. I'm Ben Micellis from the Midas Touch Network. Hit subscribe. We are on our way to 1.5 million subscribers. Check us out wherever you get audio podcasts. Subscribe to the Midas Touch Podcast and check us out at Patreon.com as well. All right, hit subscribe on our YouTube channel and have a great Day. Hey Midas Mighty, love this report. Right, continue the conversation day. by following us on Instagram at Midas Touch to keep up with the most important news of the day. What are you waiting for? Follow us now. That's pretty great news. Oh yeah, we should be live right now. Yeah, they're live. GOP Civil War, great. And the former administration with the for a spin a political who both went to Otisville, who got screwed by oh, Donald man. and by Rudy Kaludi. You know? That would be that would be something. Right <laughs> before today's show, there was two pieces of breaking news. Um, we got, uh, we learned from this Washington Post report uh, information that Special Counsel Jack Smith has that uh, Donald Trump had his aides move the boxes at Mar-a-Lago the day before the Department of Justice arrived on June 3rd to retrieve documents in response to the subpoena that they issued. Also, that Donald Trump was holding dress rehearsal, that he was directing himself about how to hide the classified records when the Department of Justice would show up. And a lot more to discuss there. Also, the leader of the Oath Keepers, Stuart Rhodes, sentenced to 18 years. He gave a speech today during sentencing where he went all in, basically saying, I was doing what I was doing on behalf and for the benefit of Donald Trump. What? Cohen, did I, what? Did I, <laughs> what? We've heard that shit before, haven't we? In the direction of, in coordination with, and for the benefit of. Donald, Donald Jack as Trump. Trump. This poor is going to go away for 18 years. You know, in Jewish, we call that Chai. I'm sure he's not too happy about it. Not too happy about <laughs> it at all. Um, and also, we predicted it here on Political Beatdown, the Ron DeSantis announcement. I told you, I said, look, from a strictly technical point, if you were going to do your announcement that you're running for office, Doing it on Twitter spaces was the single worst strategy. I was saying, it's glitchy. Elon Musk can barely put together a sentence when he's interviewed. And all of those things we said were going to happen, happen. But let's go to you, Cohen. How are you doing today? What updates do you have for us? Well, you know, as I had told everybody, um, 
At the present moment, um, we have a case for the legal fees, which is Michael Cohen versus Trump organization. Uh, that didn't the we'll call it the non-binding mediation didn't resolve anything. That case is going to trial uh, July 24th, I believe. That's set in stone. Um, yeah. I'm feeling very confident yeah. about that one. Some of the arguments by counsel for Trump to me just don't make any sense. But then again, you know, we'll we'll wait and see how that goes. Uh, on top of that, let's not forget that we've already filed as far as the $500 million uh, action against me in the Southern District of Miami. Uh, my counsels, Danya Perry and Benjamin Brodsky, already filed our motion to dismiss. We also filed uh, our demand for depositions of Donald, which will be, uh, let's just say, more interesting and certainly uh, <laughs> more entertaining than even the E. Jean Carroll case, because as you all know, Donald just doesn't want to play by any rules. Why? I don't get it. You know, sometimes, sometimes if you follow the rules, it's just so much easier because you don't end up putting your foot in your mouth or up your ass or wherever else your foot ends up going. But here, what's <laughs> different than what he's doing with the, um, with the documents at Mar-a-Lardo? Why not just follow the rules? Why not do what everybody is saying? Hey, I have a document. I shouldn't have that document. Let me contact he's guilty AS. the National Archives and let me return it. Instead, you're fighting it. You're fighting it. You're getting lawyers to lie on your behalf. And now they need lawyers. And then everybody gets caught up into the bullshit. It's like one big giant hurricane of nonsense and stupidity. But that's who he is. He's tapped in chaos, and the more chaos that the guy sows, the happier he is, but the more embarrassed and the more damaged are the people that are around him, and for some unknown reason, folks like Jim Jordan, folks like, you know who, you know who actually realized this? The guy Palatori, when he ended up in walking away, and he did the right thing, he was preserving himself. Parlatory realized what was happening. When we talked about it last week that Parlatory was resigning, there's just been an avalanche of stories day after day after day. Um, and it seems to be that these indictments by Special Counsel Jack Smith are even more imminent than we suspected. Like, potentially in the next weeks as it relates to Donald Trump's theft of these government records, an interesting tidbit from this Washington Post bombshell article that just came out that I find very fascinating. It's kind of buried in the article, and I hadn't heard this anywhere else. The last time the grand jury has met in Washington, D.C., regarding the case involving Trump's theft of government records was May 5th. So they've now gone almost three weeks of that not meeting, and that's very unusual for that grand jury. And so what that timing suggests is basically that Jack Smith's pretty much done with presenting the evidence there. What that suggests, the next step would be Jack Smith would go to Merrick Garland, make a recommendation for indictment. There would be a period of time for that. Then go back to the grand jury to have them vote on the indictment. 
and then I think we will hear about these charges against Donald Trump and, and Michael. The bombshell reporting, though, that he had people moving these boxes. We knew people were moving them, but the... Jack Smith and the Justice Department are going to indict Diaper Donald tomorrow, Friday.
like Christina Bob, that Donald lied to her that there were no more documents there. They've already interviewed Matt Calamari, the chief operating officer at the Trump Organization, and his son, Maddie Jr., who are in control of all of the videos uh, and all of the security that takes place at all of the Trump properties. It's all funneled into one server, so they know who came and went. Don't you think that we want to know who Donald may or may not have shown these documents to? Why yeah. is it that Jared got the six hundred? I'm sorry, two billion dollars and a couple hundred million from various different, whether Saudi or Gulf Coast countries. Don't you think that we, as American citizens, need to know who else saw these top secret documents? My understanding from you know information that was provided, I think it was to the New York Times. Some of those documents had to do with nuclear um, information. Some of it had to do with Israel. Don't you think that our allies want to know who was shown these top secret documents? And I would like to know, as I'm sure our brigaders then want to know, why? Why? You may remember going back now, it's got to be, what, at least a year and a half or more? sitting on MSNBC with Nicole Wallace. I remember then following it up with Joy Reid and then uh, another program with Reverend Al, and I said, the question is not, you know, did he have them? The question that really is more integral to us as American citizens is why? And then the biggest question of all is what did he do with them? And why did he have them? And the answer that I because they're extremely was incriminating as a get out of jail free card. He was holding this over the government's head that if you want to come and you want to indict me, I have all of these documents and I will share them with other countries, our adversaries, which will put our entire country, our national security at risk. And I say that not happily, not jokingly. Right, but simply because I know the man, and I know he doesn't give a shit about this country. It's one big giant rule thing, it's a way to grip you to make money. But at the, the end of the day here, our biggest problem is what, what happened with those documents while they were in his possession? Who did he show them to? And how much damage has that now caused our national security? Um, these are the questions that really need to be answered. You know, why it's taking this long in order to file an indictment, which brings me for a very quick second. Yeah, and what about this, so the, the whole issue as it relates to Alvin Bragg? Now, I truly agree with Mark Pomerantz that that case could have and should have been brought one year earlier. Faith knowledge that. I'll also acknowledge that Alvin Bragg was working at his own pace on his own timeline. And when I hear people, even whether it's on, we'll call it, you know, um, an MSNBC, a CNN, uh, or, you know, we'll call it center or center-left stations, that's you know, not the case that should have gone first. And I say, why? Why? All of a sudden now we're ranking illegal actions by a former president. Yes, we will all acknowledge that seditious conspiracy, which is what this guy Stuart Rose just got 18 years for, that we should all acknowledge seditious conspiracy is a much, a much worse crime 
to be charged with than campaign finance violation or, you know, um, wire fraud, bank fraud. We should all acknowledge that. <laughs> Nevertheless, what he is being charged by Alvin Bragg is nevertheless a crime. And he, like the rest of us, needs to be held, what's the word of the day, my friends? Accountable. He needs huh. to be held accountable for his own dirty deeds. And that's finally happening. Alvin Bragg didn't sit and wait for this and that and this and that. Yeah, it could have been a year earlier. We'd be a year further into it. But, again, it wasn't on Alvin Bragg's timeline. He had just the DA, so he wanted to get every all his ducks in a row, and his eyes dotted, his cross, as we like to say, and he moved at his own pace, but he still moved faster than Jack Smith, faster than the various different hearings and the committee members, faster than Fannie Willis, faster than everybody else. As far as I'm concerned, this is not the January 6th insurrection case, which I think will be and would definitively be the hardest case to try of all of them. And why? Because there's a thousand people who testify. There's over a million documents. You need to bring in a bunch of those people at trial. Remember, what we experienced... It would be a great time for him to fucking croak. Trial. You gotta bring these people in. There's a million documents that have to be, you know, that have to be reviewed and beta stamped for you to be made as part of the exhibits. This is one freaking trial that's going to take years, years. Al Capone theory, my friends. Didn't get him on racketeering, murder, extortion, bootlegging, prostitution, all that nonsense. They got him on tax evasion. They went for the low-hanging fruit. And I believe that Alvin Bragg's case is as strong as any of the others and capable of being proven at trial and will be proven at trial. And Donald or Teflon Don, as he likes to think he is, will be held accountable for that. We see the Tish James case moving forward rapidly, but Tish James, as we all know, is a civil matter. Alvin Bragg is a criminal matter. We're still waiting for Bonnie Willis to drop the indictment. We're still waiting for Jack Smith to turn around and to bring in Merrick Garland to drop an indictment. Come on. Time we move forward, we have an upcoming presidential election that's going to be, you know, right at our doorstep. This stuff needs to be done before that date. People like our friendly debate here, so let me challenge you on a few points that you think Special Counsel Jack Smith has not been going as fast as Alvin Bragg. Uh, Alvin Bragg ran for office in 2021. He was appointed as the district attorney January 1 of 2022. And when he came into office, he inherited years of investigations prior to him arriving in office from the prior DA, Cy Vance. And so it took him a significant period of time to actually bring uh, the charges, which he eventually did. Now, January 1, 2022, Alvin Bragg comes into office. When did the search take place of Mar-a-Lago? By the way, I'm open to criticizing Mr. Carlin then going slow of a lot of things, but you know, here are the facts. The search of Mar-a-Lago where these documents were found, where it was found that Trump was lying and using lawyers to lie, that took place August 8th of 2022. So not even a year ago from today. 
when was special counsel Jack Smith appointed? When did Jack Smith even take over his job to begin with? November of 2022. So about six months ago. So within the past six months, and if you factor in December and holidays, and remember, when Jack Smith was appointed, he was working in uh, the Netherlands. Uh, he was working as a war crimes prosecutor. He had a broken leg at the time as well, um, based on a bicycling accident. So he really starts in earnest in December. So to be clear here, the special counsel Jack Smith's investigation with running. all of the things that we've been talking about, with all of the developments before the grand jury, have happened in a five-month span. And what's happened in that five-month span? Donald Trump has manipulated and distorted our Constitution. He's tortured our Constitution, asserting every single privilege imaginable that special counsel Jack Smith had to fight each and every witness. You have to go to the federal judge. You have to get a court date. You have to get opposition, reply briefs. You have to wait for the order. In special counsel Jack Smith's own mind, he would like to have prosecuted this thing yesterday. But the reality is, is that the court schedule, federal trial dates, the way it just takes, takes significant periods of time for these breakthroughs to occur that he did. Also, Donald Trump has hired lawyers through the grifting that he's done for every single one of these witnesses that we talk about. So when we talk about Walt Nauta, when we talk about the other, uh, you know, the, the other aide who's mentioned in this Washington Post story, they're all paid by the Save America PAC. And he pays everybody from Mark Meadows to the, the, the kitchen cleaner at Mar-a-Lago. Hundreds of thousands of dollars, each millions of dollars to obstruct. So I, I want to, the frustration I have is that Donald Trump has not been held accountable. But I do want to give that time frame because when you think about it, we're less than a year and within a one year process to have an indictment, a, an investigation of a former president who stole classified documents. I, 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 think, I think if Jack Smith does it, to your point about Alvin Bragg doing it on his timetable, I think we have to trust Jack Smith a little bit. But I'm with you. I want it to move quicker, but I think that's a healthy debate. My criticism is not of Jack Smith. I acknowledge what you're saying, and I agree with you that wholeheartedly that Jack Smith has moved in an expeditious manner, which is the way that he operates. I want to remind you and everybody else that when Jack Smith was brought on, this was not the first time that we had heard, uh, or I should say that the DOJ or NARA had heard that Donald was in possession of top secret documents, of documents that were removed from the White House inappropriately. That bullshit was going on for at least a year in advance, if not a year and a half, that they were pleading with him to return the documents. That's what he could say. He was continuously being requested by NARA in order to return these documents. And then claim that they didn't have Then they said that you do have them. He said, you're right, there's two boxes, three boxes, whatever. And so they went through those boxes, they returned them to government, and then they claimed again that Christina uh, Bob, you know, uh, 
signed off on a document stating that she searched the facility, that there are no more documents around, lie, right? And then uh, on and on and on. So my point is, the second that they found out that there are top secret documents in his possession, the, the very second that Christina Pop put in that affidavit, made the attestation that there are no more documents around based upon the statements of her client and they knew right off the bat that that was a lie because there is an insider that's a whistleblower so to speak that is providing them with this information including where the documents were located boom that's when they should have turned around that's when they should have raided the property not a year later not six months later so while i acknowledge your timetable is spot on ben and that's not when things started, all right? True. That was when Merrick Garland finally decided that, oh, now we need a special counsel in order to review what we already know, what Merrick Garland should have done, what Phil Barr would have done if it was the other way around, right? He would have immediately filed an indictment. That's what Phil Barr would have done. If this was a Trump administration and the former had on Durham, the mandate. Bill Barr. Now we need a special counsel. Indicted. In order to review what we already know, what Merrick Garland should have done, what Bill Barr would have done if it was the other way around, Right? He would have immediately filed an indictment. That's what Bill Barr would have done. If this was a Trump administration and the former administration were the Bidens and Biden had those documents, I promise you that Bill Barr would not be calling for a special counsel. He would be. Joe Biden's head, because that's what Donald wanted, and that's what he would have done. He would have called for an indictment. Here's the thing, though, Bill, and I, and I love our debates, by the way. Bill, Bill Barr's a loser, though, so I can give you the Bill Barr example. Bill Barr did exactly what you said and appointed John Durham, and basically gave John Durham the mandate. Decided that, oh, now we need a special counsel in order to review what we already know, what Merrick Garland should have done, what Bill Barr would have done if it was the other way around, right? He would have immediately filed an indictment. That's what Bill Barr would have done. If this was a Trump administration and the former administration were the Bidens and Biden had those documents, I promise you that Bill Barr would not be calling for a special counsel. He would be calling for Joe Biden's head because that's what Donald wanted and that's what he would have done. He would have called for an indictment. Here's the thing, though, Bill, and I, and I love our debates, by the way. Bill, Bill Barr's a loser, though, so I can give you the Bill Barr example. Bill Barr did exactly what you said and appointed John Durham and basically gave John Durham the mandate decided that, oh, now we need a special counsel in order to review what we already know. And the former administration were the Bidens, and Biden had those documents. I promise you that Bill Barr would not be calling for a special counsel. 
he would be calling for Joe Biden's head because that's what Donald wanted and that's what he would have done. He would have called for an indictment. Here's the thing, though, Bill, and I love our debates, by the way. Bill Barr's a loser, though, so I can give you the Bill Barr example. Bill Barr did exactly what you said and appointed John Durham and basically gave... John Durham, the mandate. Just Wrap up, go after whoever, right? And John Durham in the two trials that he brought are 0 for 2. So to use Bill Barr as an example, I think we would all be incredibly disappointed if at the end of this, Jack Smith went 0 for 2 and lost the two major cases of Donald Trump the way Bill Barr shot from the hip. Going back to the timeline, you talk about when Christina Bob signed the attestation. It wasn't six months later, it wasn't a year later where Merrick Garland acted. It was less than 30 days later, or it's about 35 days later to be fair, because the attestation was signed June 3rd of 2022. The affidavit was, the affidavit for a search warrant was submitted to the magistrate judge on August 5th of 22, and then on August 8th, and then August 8th. Go back, go back and check when was the very first time Donald Trump and his cohorts were contacted by NARA and by DOJ requesting the return of documents that they knew were in his possession. That, that nonsense was going on for a year and a half. So my point is, yes, you... Lots more documents. Why don't they do more searches of all his properties, including Ivana's grave? I think that's where the um What documents?
them back. And at that point in time, when you got the bullshit answer, we have no documents, we don't know what you're talking about, that's when they should have moved on this. Not sit and placate a petulant child. Yep. And NARA was involved throughout uh, 2021. The DOJ got the referral February or March of 2022. But also remember what happened after the search warrant was executed at Mar-a-Lago. Remember, in late August, Donald Trump filed that motion with Judge Eileen Cannon in the Southern District of Florida. She accepted jurisdiction. She blocked the Department of Justice from engaging in further investigation using that. The Department of Justice had to go all the way up to the Supreme Court, then back down, then back up to the 11th Circuit Court of Appeals. That process took about five months because a Trump-appointed stooge who broke the law, accepted jurisdiction, and blocked the DOJ from engaging in the investigation. So my overall point here, though, is that with Donald Trump being armed with all of these tools, because everyone's like, if this was a regular citizen, they would be arrested by him. Of course they would be. The reality, reality is... winner, Ben. Reality winner. They basically, one document, she ended up with a five-year sentence. The thing started and finished in under four months. Yeah, under but she's six not, months. And the, and, but because she, because the laws are different for people yeah. like you and me and our brigaders than they are for Donald Trump, that they are for members of Congress, that now we have two separate sets of rules and laws that we have to follow. I get it. Former president, many of them. Joe Biden has documents, uh, Bill Clinton had documents that somehow were there, no problem. But once you are told that we know that you have these documents, we need them back, all right, and we want an attestation that you didn't copy, duplicate, show them, etc., and he refused to do it, that's when they need to move. Because again, Ben, if that was you, certainly if it was me, it would be again 48 hours. like my case ended up in 48 hours, not two years, all right? I want to, and I want to say this in closing on this, because we can sit and we could waste an entire <laughs> hour on this, all right? I really want to say this. It's an important debate, though. Yes, but we're not talking about the letters from Kim Jong-un, the love letters. We're not talking about the additional love letters from Vladimir Putin or hmm. from Mohammed ben Salman. We're talking about top-secret documents, some of which were nuclear in nature, some dealt with our allies, like Israel, um, or I think there was also some about France, uh, about Macron. I mean, this is not a joke. This is our national security that's at risk. Macron, sex life. Two years from the time you find out that...
Christopher Donald has the documents to the time that you're finally going to be in a position to bring it to Merrick Garland to decide to put a grand jury together in order to indict, which will ultimately take place, what, maybe 10, 11 months by the time this bullshit finishes before, you know, the presidential election of 2024. This is a real problem. At least it's a problem in my mind. All right. We don't we don't know what those documents are. We just know that they're top secret. And the fact that he had them and the fact that he refused to return them this sounds to me like a simple case. It's a simple case to put on. The same thing as I as I maintain. I think Bonnie Willis's case is much easier to put on, certainly. In the January 6th case, because that case is complicated. With the question being, are there a different set of laws that apply to people like Biden, Obama, Trump, 